Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, The Passion View. It's been a while that the girlfriends have joined me, this time virtually, of course. We uh, haven't really uh, seen each other physically, but it'll be nice to have them on the air. And uh, we have two of our participants. I think we can only do two virtually uh, rather than our our usual three other women, but that's okay. And we're going to talk about how they're coping, the challenges they see, and uh, how, what they think. Is this going to cause more divorces, more babies born? So it'll just be fun to get other people's perspective and your perspective too. Very, uh, very important and very welcomed. So you can call into the show. Let's hear your voice tonight at 514-790-0800. Of course, you can also text in at 514 but first time to check out our inbox your texts are always welcome connect with passion at 514-800 you can also send me your emails to lori at drlaurie.com anytime i got this one today hi dr Lori. i have terrible anxiety this staying in the house is really bad for me i'm the type of person who needs to go out But I find listening to you at 10 p.m. weekdays is really helping my anxiety. I don't know if it's the topics, the time of the show, or your voice, but thanks for being there when I need it most. Well, I think for for our listeners, they sometimes feel like they're part of a larger community here, and so um, we hear you, we um, understand you. Many people are relating to exactly what you're saying here. A lot of people who have already a baseline of anxiety feel far more anxious in these times. So it's good for you to reach out, to talk to people, even to get psychological help. Psychologists are uh, doing uh, virtual sessions as I am as well. Uh, So we can do sessions by Skype or by FaceTime or or what have you. It's not exactly the same, but it helps uh, nonetheless. So you, uh, you know, you can reach out for, uh, for help. There's also a crisis line. The Canadian Mental Health Association has a crisis line at 1-866-277-3553. So if you need to talk to a counselor, need to just vent a little bit, you can also vent here uh, on, on the show. Feel free to uh, text in, tell us what's happening, etc. Um, Dr. Laurie, after hearing the plight of the woman near Frontenac Metro, I was all in, but after you claimed she misplaced her debit card, the red flags appeared. I would help anyone genuinely in need. Well, um, I don't have reason to, uh, suspect that she wasn't actually asking for anything. It was, we were, uh, offering, so... Um, anyhow, I think that all got sorted out. I believe she did get her, uh, her debit card, uh, mailed in. She was simply waiting for it to appear, uh, in the mail. Another texter writes, just wanted to let your listeners know about a great condom for small and skinny penises. It's interesting. We often get queries about, uh, like extra large condoms. So this is interesting. Uh, I bought them at Roses and Passion on St. John's Boulevard in Point Claire for $13 for a three pack. Unique slender fit uh, pull condoms. They are incredibly thin, non-latex, and they pull on almost like saran wrap. I've been looking for smaller condoms for years and these fit perfectly. In the event any listeners are looking for smaller condoms, i.e. four inches long and one 
inch wide. So um, there you have it. So for some people, the average condom, I guess, is uh, is too big, and too big is also uncomfortable. Uh, let's see another one here. I was just wondering if you had any statistics on men's sexual fantasies, more specifically, uh, the, the top fantasies and the percentage of men, any stats you may have on women's fantasies would also be greatly appreciated. Reason for my asking is that this topic came up during dinner with a number of colleagues, men and women, and many of them believe that only a small percentage of men have fantasies, like 10%. I, on the other hand, believe the number is much greater, like 60%. I told the team that I would look into this and report back. Any information would be most appreciated. So the top male fantasies go something like this. Um, Believe it or not, the top one is fantasies about having sex with their existing partner. The second one is giving and receiving oral sex. Third is sex with more than one person, so threesome or moresome. And the, uh, an, the another top one is um, voyeurism, like watching others. The female fantasies are also quite uh, similar, having sex with their partner. So that's for both men and women, that's the top fantasy. Uh, the next one would be reliving a sexual experience. So something early, like an earlier experience, new sexual positions and romantic or exotic locations. Notice that it's not in the male fantasies, right? The rom a romantic um, interlude, for example. And just so you know, over 70% of men and women have fantasies. That's 70% of both men and women. So your friends were wrong and you were much closer to <laughs> the truth. So you can go back to with that. Uh, text writes in male fantasy, lesbian threesome. I bet 80% of men, I don't know. <clears throat> it would be great if there were group therapy for anxious, socially anxious people, it would also act as exposure therapy. There are groups for, uh, maybe not particularly just for anxiety, but well, there could be actually. So, um, you'd have to check to see, I mean, if you did a Google search on groups in Montreal, like you, you may find groups, uh, happening at, at different hospitals, like at the Douglas, at the general, at the, anyone that has a psychiatry department, for example, um, may, uh, may have some, some groups. Uh, sometimes they're specialized groups, like they're, they're either like walk-ins and anybody can go to the group, or sometimes they're, they're closed groups. So you have to join like for 10 sessions or what have you, but I believe they do exist. And you're right. It's, uh, it's very good to get people out and to be able to connect with others who are also experiencing the same thing. It certainly would make you feel far less alone. And in these groups, you also learn coping, uh, coping skills. So yes, it would be an exposure kind of therapy right there because you're kind of forced to you're with a whole bunch of people, right? Um, but also learning, uh, learning important skills is important. So coming up, I uh, want to talk to my girlfriends. Uh, Dania and Maya will be uh, joining me by uh, phone, unfortunately. I look forward to the day when we can all be 
in studio together, but that's just not going to happen for the time being. Uh, but I want to, we'll talk about whether uh, they feel the way I do that we may end up seeing uh, more divorces once this whole thing is, uh, well, is over with or dies down or what have you. More divorces or you think more people are getting friskier or relationships are not cracking or getting actually better. Some relationships may be getting better, um, but uh, the evidence is showing that it's also... um, some relationships are really cracking under, under this kind of pressure. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CJAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Even for those of us with the happiest and most stable marriages, social distancing to combat the spread of COVID-19 does provide some serious challenges to our respective uh, relationships. We're confined to smaller spaces with our spouses, uh, with very little reprieve, for some no reprieve. We have to balance uh, work life and personal life 24-7. We, uh, if you throw in young kids or teenagers into the mix, well, it can be a recipe for disaster and possibly divorce. Hopefully not. Uh, we can talk about this so with the passion view, which means the ladies are with me. I like to say in studio, but not in studio. Uh, they are with me virtually. I miss you ladies so much. <laughs> Uh, how are you missing, missing you too so much <laughs> <laughs> we've got dania Bezna. she's an entrepreneur the mother of two the stepmom of four grandma of three i should say very cool and young grandma of three uh Thank hi dania <laughs> hi <laughs> the coolest the coolest, uh, the coolest. Uh, maya cooper is a uh, community organization executive she is the mom of uh, I, I guess they're tweens now Tween twin boys. Yeah, they're 12 and a half going on 18. Oh, yeah. gee. Tw- yeah, yeah, tween. And uh, you're home. I am. All day, every day. <laughs> With so, them. Uh, I, well, you're both in very different kinds of situations or, or uh, circumstances right now, right? Dania, you, you don't have young kids at home. and you're Nope, like, just a 20-year-old. Right. My husband and I were actually saying to ourselves, oh, my goodness, how would we have done this? you know, 15 years ago or what have you, we're like, okay, like there's a, a bit of gratitude there for not having to, to deal I with that. I have a lot of gratitude for that. I know. I feel so yes. much for uh, all my yeah. friends who have young kids and who have to keep them busy. Maya, how are you coping? Tell me what it's, the challenges have been. It's funny because I actually feel gratitude. My husband and I were talking about, thank God they're not babies or toddlers yes. that need constant uh, watching over and and I'm just grateful for that listen it's exhausting it's exhausting working really around the clock there's a very there's a limit to to boundaries you know when you work from home all the time and everybody is under the same roof and you you can show up to work you know 20 minutes after you've woken up and you can bring your coffee to your computer and suddenly it's seven o'clock and you don't know where the day went Mm because you just don't you you know you're not really seeing the day go by um doing that trying to parent slash not actually really parenting um (laughs) and just trying to 
you know, do some self-care as well and maintain all the relationships under the roof and, and all the relationships with people outside of the roof. I will tell you, and I'm sure you guys can agree, or I don't know, you'll tell me, mm-hmm. but I find that there are people I'm connecting to more frequently now, uh, people in my, my family, people yeah. in my friend circle, uh, because I'm conscious of it and I'm making extra efforts, which maybe I didn't do as much before. I just took things for granted. And now I'm right. going out of my way to reach out and people are doing the same to me. Are right. you experiencing the same thing? Um, yes. Uh, like checking in, um, having far more like, uh, Skype, uh, like Skype or FaceTime calls with my kids, which I wasn't doing so much of before. Um, yes, like definitely be, you know, being conscious of, of actually checking in on people. Yeah. And seeing how yeah, they're yeah. doing. Danya, you too? Yeah, we've been having some great, because our family's kind of spread out. So really good talks and Zoom meetings. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm FaceTiming friends like that I've had for years out of town. I'm like, why did we never do this before? Yes, that, I had <laughs> yeah. that same right? experience. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, I had yeah. exactly that thought. It was like, wait a second, we're doing this right now, but we haven't done it in like since you moved right. away. Like, why not? It's so good to see their face. Like, why did we never do that before? I want to come yeah. back to one thing, Maya, that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are experiencing right now. Those working from home, because when you get go to work, you have a set time, right? You go to work, you get there a certain time, you leave at a certain time. When you're working from home, you're constantly available or constantly plugged in to work, I guess. And the complaint I'm hearing from people is they're working far more hours when they're working from home. Yeah, that's my experience too. And all of my colleagues, you know, we work for an organization that's very, very um, active in relief efforts right now. And and we we are all experiencing, everybody's kind of sharing the same the same experiences, which is that, that we're now suddenly working we're literally working six days a week and not because anyone's asked us to, but because it's, it's Sunday looks the same as, as Thursday. Right. Every day looks the same. And you have to sort of stop to think to yourself, hold on, what day is it? What time is it? What have I not done today? And you have to, you know, I was, I, I'll be honest with you. I was I've been feeling a little bit, um, I don't know, I guess just, you know, I'm an anxious person to begin with and feeling a little, a little unsettled, a little unsettled. That's the understatement of right. the world. I've been feeling quite unsettled just right. by everything. And probably in large part, the fact that I don't know when the end of this is coming, none of us do. And that that's even harder for me than than going through a tough time is just not knowing when it's going to end. And I, I called my therapist today and we had a session and we talked at length about just this whole being being deliberate and and designing your day in such a way and your life in such a way right now that that you build in either whatever self-care looks like for you if it's friends if it's if it's food if it's a walk if it's extra sleep if Mm -hmm. it's a bath I mean whatever people do to to take care of themselves maybe it's an exercise class on online everybody has their own thing reading a book whatever 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 um and I I it's it takes a real conscious effort to do that. I have to tell you to do the you self just, care. You, yeah, and you get caught yeah. up in in everyone. It's not it's not pleasant to be. There's no break. There's no break. Right. So you're not feeling well, like you're getting any breaks. No. All right. I wonder how many people of our listeners at five one four eight hundred feel the same way that you feel there is no break for you either because it's twenty four seven work and kids. I feel for people who are working from home with children at home that are it's very hard to 
separate those things, right? You, yeah. you, 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 like that's uh, almost impossible. Um, 514-800, let us know how you're coping with it. And I'm curious to know from our listeners too, what self-care looks like for them. And if they are conscious of doing those kinds of things that um, to care for their their mental health, their spiritual health, uh, there's just their psychological well-being, and it could be anything that you do that makes you feel good. You know, so I, I think yeah. that's really really important. Daniel, what are you doing for self-care? Well, I went from owning my business years ago to working from home. I've been working from home for years. Okay. And I, I kind of kept the same structure as, you know, in the morning I went go to my office the same time every day. I never go to my office with my pajamas on. I'm always dressed. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> oh, I'm so good. I have to keep structured. And um, so I, it's, I mean, of course I don't have kids at home and, you know, I'm lucky like that, but it has, aside from not going out and not having appointments and so on and so forth, kind of not that that different for me because I've been doing this for a long time right so I I have the structure in place and I have my timing in place and um so it hasn't been as difficult a transition for me for that no but our social lives daughter right at home so what are you seeing that for her as a as a as an adult a young adult living under your roof okay let me tell you what my grown daughter's day is like <laughs> she wakes up and gets out of bed anywhere between six and eight o'clock in the evening <laughs> <laughs> and is up all night oh doing my. talking and oh because all her friends are doing the same thing because they can't work right and this was her semester off she graduated in december so this was her semester to make money unfortunately that's not really happening and um and so, like, I woke up five o'clock in the morning, and I, like, I smell cooking because that's dinner time for her. Wow! <laughs> so it's a total opposite, you so, know, life. Right. So you don't see her, basically. Not really. We pass, okay. you know, hi. Uh, <laughs> you pass. What are you making? <laughs> I'm making supper now. You'll have to wait to make your breakfast. Sorry, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But no, not really. Actually, not really. So. And for self care, Daniel, what are you doing? to especially because before our some of our self-care was we would get together with our friends and you know we have our right. so we're dinners. doing we're doing you know the zoom call like i have so many of those zoom uh, like get togethers with friends zoom get togethers we just had one tonight we set up a family one on sunday so i do a lot of that okay um you know working out i work out every day i go for walks every day uh, you know, going on Pinterest and find new workouts and new things to do. Um, right. I haven't done my color yet. I'm watching my gray grow in. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm kind of not hating, I have to be honest. Right. How, um, yeah. How so, are other, yeah. I'm, I'm curious for other people too. I know these sound like very light, uh, you know, concerns, you know, your gray hairs coming in, not being able to go to the hairdresser, but I'm hearing it from like a, a ton of women, like besides. Uh, let me say, but let me say one thing. I'm totally grateful that I could be so lighthearted about all this stuff. Cause I recognize and think about people every day and how much more difficult their lives than mine for sure right so i'm very grateful that that should be my biggest problem at this point that my hair is great right 
is your perspective. You're you're able to, you're you are able to put perspective onto the situation and understand right. that gray hairs are, are are something you'd want if you were faced with other with other challenges. Right. Like it's not that big a deal. Right. 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 I, and I just want to I just want to say to Lori, you know, you you asked a moment ago about about, you know, what it's like and and you started off by saying that there are people you you wondered whether or not there would be, you know, a higher incidence of divorces. I think at the beginning we joked that there would be a lot more babies born and now Mm-mm. now the joke is it, 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 it's not <laughs> a baby divorces. boom, it's definitely going to be a divorce boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling there. That's exactly what it's going to be. Although we got a couple of texts about that, thinking that maybe those are the 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 divorces that would have happened anyway at some point. But it does put uh, relationships into a pressure cooker. And man, if you can make it through this as a couple, I think you're on solid ground. So Mm -hmm. we're we're going to see what will happen. But again, for couples who are struggling, reach out because there are therapists who are doing virtual online. Uh, uh, sessions. We're uh, this is the passion view tonight, which means uh, my lady friends are uh, are with me by phone virtually. Dania and uh, Maya talking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about um, a lot of people feel there's no good men out there, <laughs> and I've been trying to convince them that there is, and simply because of the ones that my friends are married to. But uh, so we'll we'll maybe look at that and address that as well. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. There's always lots to talk about when the girlfriends get together, and tonight it is the Passion View with, unfortunately, we're we're missing Paris, but we couldn't get uh, three of us on the line, so we've got uh, just me, Dania, and Maya together here. Dania is an entrepreneur. She's a mother of two, stepmom of four, cool grandma of three. Uh, Maya Cooper is a community organization executive. She is the mom of tween twin boys. So you can imagine the work involved there. So um, there's a, a there's a couple of texts that I want to share, first of all. Uh, here, the only divorces likely to be seen are relationships that were doomed anyway, just going to happen sooner than later. Having kids at your feet at all all day for weeks on end is enough to convince you not to have more, and you may discover some things about your partner that you wish you never saw. I'm hearing stories about like, oh, God, he chews so loudly. <laughs> <laughs> little things starting to annoy you, you know? I don't know if you, you have felt that, but <laughs> any is, any other issues that have come up in your in your circles regarding this? Maya? Well, I I um yeah, I was actually talking to a a, a girlfriend of mine who has uh two grown uh, sons. One is uh, 18 and the other one is uh 21. Mm-hmm. So they're young men both who have girlfriends and both who are really, really having a hard time with the isolation. Um, In fact, uh, they were, you know, in the earlier days, there was, you know, when I think everybody was kind of not really sure how distant and can I, if I've been isolated and they've been isolated, Mm -hmm. can we, can we get together? And so all of these questions that, that were still sort of unanswered, and there was there was some getting together and, you know, pulling up a lawn chair and sitting together on the lawn outside of the house in the earlier days. And then, the, you know, the mother saying, yes, 
she can come, but if she comes, she has to stay, like, permanently. She can't be in and out of the house, so you can spend some time. So, you know, just this whole idea of conjugal visits. Listen, yeah. uh, this is another thing I'm blessed, I, I feel blessed with. I, I have a partner who, who I li- with whom I live under the same roof. And I have friends who are seeing people who are either divorced and, and dating or, or I don't know, just different situations, maybe not yet married and, and, and dating. And they, they really have to be, you know, that they really have to think about that, that separation and mm-hmm. what it means. What is the implication of getting together with my boyfriend or girlfriend? And, and where does this, you know, how did, does this expose me? Is it dangerous? Should I be, can I, can I forego the, the conjugal visits, if you will, and, and, you know, in all in the name of safety and, and it's so unprecedented, it's yes. so unknown. And I, and I imagine that that wreaks havoc on relationships. Yes. And young people have a much harder time, um, thinking ahead, right? Like you're talking about like teenagers or, or what have you thinking they're invincible. It won't happen to them. And, and all of that. So they are isn't and it, more risk-taking on their on their part, too, in general. Right, and I, and I was going to add that I think the mix of, A, more risk-taking, B, as you said, they can't really see, you know, they, 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 there's a certain invincibility that they, that they live with, but also this idea that when you're in the earlier stages of relationship, it's still hot and heavy. Like, yeah, exactly. I, there's nothing, I'm not, for me, it's not the hot and heavy. You know, if I go a few extra days, it's really not a big deal. <laughs> Right. Like a long, yeah, that. but it's like a long distance relationship, I guess. Yes, Don't it you becomes remember a that, long Daniel? distance. Yeah. With, like that, the intensity and like longing in a way that, right. you know, you, you, you give up, you give up on that to a certain degree when you, when you settle down long term, I think. Yeah, no, that's true. It's that we forget that it is a suffering for young people who are apart from, uh, their girlfriends or boyfriends. There's yeah, uh, it's a dangerous mix, I think. And as one sure. person said, young people tend to be a lot hornier as well. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. That is true. There's that. There's that part. Absolutely yeah. true. Our passion poet weighs in. He says, "You spend night with your partner, and now all day too. There's no more alone time. You're stuck like glue. You go out for a walk just to be alone. Thirty minutes later, you're back at home. You love your partner, love them twenty four hours a day, but just for a little while." Please just keep away. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I, like I love that. that. And if you're I fortunate to have space in a home where you can, you don't have to be in each other's space. That's right. That's uh, that's that's also, huge. That is huge. Yeah, I know. That, that is I huge. know a few people who live in like a one room, you know, like a loft area or or a like a just a studio apartment, and they live together. It's like, oh, so that's another thing I'm grateful for is the space in my house. Right. Yes. Absolutely. I'm not locked into a one-room apartment. Thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah. So one of the questions, something that's come up this week, and and there were quite a few texts about this, and uh, was uh, people or women griping that there are no good men, that the only men that are out there just want to have sex, and if you're not interested in having sex, then uh, then you know you 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 luck out, like you can't find these. Uh, these good men. And I was trying to convince this person or a couple of people anyway, that uh, yes, there are good men. I know good men. I know my friends who have good men in, in their lives, that that isn't the truth. Um, so the question for you and, and for our listeners, are there any good men and what does it, what, what makes a, 
a good man. And I have a few texts. One says, I'm a good man, I hope. Uh, someone else who says, um, I know of one half decent guy, me. <laughs> and from what I understand, being half decent is far better than the majority of guys. I don't know. Uh, it's the majority. You know what? I was alone for years after my divorce. Okay. And I met my good man, but I was alone for years. And I, you have to get to a point where you just don't settle because sometimes I think women, and I saw some of my friends who were divorced also, they just went out with whoever came along and then, oh, there's nobody good. There's nobody good. And I think you can't settle. And there are good men. For sure, I met mine. And um, there are. Sometimes you just have to wait a little bit longer. Or you have to do some work on yourself sometimes, too. You know, what do you really want? Right. And, um, and you'll know, and you'll setting, know when you need them, but I, there are. And I was also saying setting your own boundaries, setting your own rules, like yeah. without feeling that pressure coming from. That's from right. The, actually, here's, um, somebody wrote in my question for the panel is, does there exist women who would just like an outing, i.e. movie or dinner as a way to get out of the house? If romance is off the table initially, does this make for a relatively pressure-free endeavor? I'm not sure what they're talking about here, but I don't know if it's about companionship or some women are looking more for, don't want the pressure of their having to be sex after some, it doesn't mean that they don't want it. But I, I, in response to that, that texter, I mean, my comment is I don't. I think most women are not looking for another friend. Oh, those who are looking to have a relationship, that absolutely, they just don't like want. I have enough friends. I don't need to just. I I could call, call up any of my friends and just go see a movie or dinner or whatever that texter just said. I right. I think women in general are going to opt to do that if they understand that there might be an opportunity for something to grow from there. Right. Right. It depends on your circumstance, too. When I was single, I didn't have so many single friends. Most of them were married. It would have been nice to have somebody to go out with or to, you know, take as a date somewhere that didn't have any added pressure. So I think it depends on your circumstance, what your circumstance is. So there are women then who would appreciate that. You would have appreciated that. I would have. I think for a long time I probably would have. And, And wouldn't have that pressure of, you know, is there attraction? Is there this? Are we going to have sex just? Right. You know, keep it. Uh, I would have. I would have at the time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I, I'm remembering now before my husband and I met, there was a period of time when I when I was sort of dating and I wasn't seeing anybody. And my my I had like this go to friend. Yes, of course, he was fabulous. And yes, of course, he was gay. He, he wasn't was gay. He still is gay. He's, mm-hmm. and he's still my friend, but he's not my date anymore. And I used to. I used to bring him, he was my, he was my go-to date and, and he was reliable and he was adorable and we had fun together and I knew that there wasn't any expectation at the end of the night. Right, right. Well, so, yes, every, every woman likes a that. good guy friend to be yes. able to do things with. So yeah, the answer for yeah. this texture is yes. The other thing I want to talk about coming up is uh, there was an interesting study about uh, nice guys. Do nice guys finish first or Last, I want to hear what our uh, listeners have to say about that. 514-800. You're on with The Passion View, my lady friends, uh, with me tonight. If uh, you can join the club at 514-800 or call in at 514-790-0800. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. 
Some of my listeners have expressed that, or you have expressed by text, that you feel there are no good men out there. And I think uh, myself and my friends, Dania and Maya, who are uh, part of the Passion View panel, the girls panel, uh, disagree. We, uh, we know that there are good men out there. There are plenty of good men who are actually texting in as well. But there was an interesting, I wanted to share this with you. It was a study done on whether nice guys finish last or, or I, well, they found that it depends on how nice so they looked at this question in the context of heterosexual dating and the researchers found that it pays to be nice but not too nice overly nice individuals were perceived as less desirable by potential uh suitors so um you can be moderately altruistic those are attract that's an attractive trait but those who behave highly altruistically were uh, were not found to be desirable. So yes, err on the side of niceness, but not to the point that it becomes socially awkward or unexpected. So I think we've had this conversation about what's, you know, guys who are just too nice, for example. Um, Maya, Dania in studio with me. Let me just share a couple of texts as well. I got lots of texts about this. Uh, it's funny that comment was made, if any good men still exist, I can say the same, that I am a good, actually a great man and a good men and good men and last. Never cheated on any previous girlfriend. Now I have decided to just be abstinent at 45 uh, years old, last the last four years, and feel great. No more letdowns, great career, my own house, no one to answer to. I love it. So yes, I am one, good guy, but can't take any more disappointments. Sorry, ladies. I wonder how many nice guys or good guys feel that way, that it's the women who are the crazy ones, or it's the women who aren't nice. I, I actually think that, I think that there's some truth to that. You know, when I think about, I think women are really... Well, some people are really picky, mm-hmm. and, and, and we can say that there are no good guys, but, I mean, we always hear about, and I know years and years ago when I was dating, I remember I was this way too, like, anybody who was too nice, like, the the the, um, the excitement of the, the chase was, was not there, and I don't know what it is about women, but there are certainly, I'm sure in your practice you see this, women who, who almost... <sighs> want to have a man not to tell them what to do or boss them around or, or be in charge, but rather to challenge them and to keep it, to keep it um, like active and fresh. I have a, I have a girlfriend who's married to this guy and she says she gets so frustrated because he's such a nice guy that she sometimes like either literally or figuratively pokes him and says like, why don't you fight back? Why don't you? Right. You know, too accommodating. It, yes, it, but too that's accommodating. the, that's when it becomes too accommodating. I don't want to uh, cause any friction. I want to avoid conflict at all costs. So I'm always going to say yes. I'm a, that's yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. That, that would be those the are, too nice. Uh, Daniel. People, people tend to take advantage of people that are too nice. Right. And are too giving and are too much and um but it's hard when you're like that to change because you want to accommodate and you want to give i used to say to Irwin when we were first together i used to say i am being really mean to you right now you should be very mad at me right <laughs> you need to practice <laughs> so know? did he did he did, did he smarten up well, and become he, a little he, less nice well it wasn't that he was less nice because it's not who he is but i learned that 
when it was important enough to him. He would fight for it. Then he would, and he's not a fighter, and we've never really fought about, but he definitely would say his opinion. Mm -hmm. And it was all while keeping the nicest guy in the world, the most giving, generous, loving man. Right. But when something's important enough to him, then that was it. So most of our, most of my complaints or whatever it was, were like, all right, let her you're shoot too up. nice. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. That's why I told him you're too nice to me right now. Can you, you really be very too nice, nice though? Can you yeah. be too nice? You can be too nice. Well, the too nice is yeah. you being someone who's too nice can also make you feel very uncomfortable if they do far more than what is like what what's expected. For example, right? If they uh, if they if it doesn't feel like there's an a a, a fair exchange, it can right. feel too much. And that right. too much, it can be the turnoff right there. Yeah, but you could also look at it and be so appreciative. Like, I'm so appreciative. Erwin is always thinking about me and always taking care of something. And, and, and at the beginning, it was difficult. I mean, I happen to be a nice person also. I'm just saying. Oh, you know. can be a bitch. Please, <laughs> please accept that, it. <laughs> I, I, you know, but it was a lot. But then in the end, I just appreciated it because it really, it was so genuine. It wasn't phony. It wasn't fake. Right. It wasn't to get something. Right. It's genuinely who he really is. Right. And I learned to appreciate it. And rely that's on also it how too. the two of you found your groove. Yeah, you have yeah. to find that uh, where where it works for the two of you. So a couple of yeah. other texts. Uh, hi, Dr. Laura. Hi, ladies. Of course, there's good men out there. I'm one of them. Just like uh, Michael Buble song, I haven't met you yet. Yeah, ah, sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, do you think, just Drew Rice, do you think a man actually knows whether he is perceived as good or bad unless he's told and therefore bad men wouldn't know? That's a good question, actually. That's do you think all point. guys think they're good guys? Uh, probably, <laughs> maybe most, maybe most. Is that fair? I don't know. What makes someone good or bad? I mean, it, it's such a general well, this, and I think it's know. relative. You could think a guy's a good guy, and I and I could think maybe he's not such a good guy, or I right. don't have the same experience of him. Right. Hmm. Depends what your expectations are too. Expectations right. are a big part of that. Right, and right. that depends on many things, like your upbringing yeah. and your your own templates and your experience uh, mm -hmm. with early relationships and such. Uh, Brian mm -hmm. writes, "I'm a good dude uh, too, most of the time. Better to have." Part of something than all of nothing. Okay, partly nice. I don't know. Um, I think the problem is that some women attract the not so nice men, and the men that are nice, we see them as friends because there is no spark. So that's like, and men complain about this a lot about being friend zoned. You know, and they're, oh, they're yeah. like, they say, and then I get this from clients too who are in that situation where they say, well, what am I doing wrong? Like I'm giving so much, I'm so nice, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, this, this, and the other, and then, and then I'm putting myself in that friend zone. They actually n recognize that they're putting themselves in that friend zone, mm -hmm. and maybe women secretively are the yes, they're looking for a nice guy, but they're also looking for an alpha male. That's what I think. Right, that there's that there. I think that's built in somewhere into our, into our deep. <coughs> the recesses of our minds, you know, that regardless, unconsciously, we're still looking for someone who is still alpha. Mm -hmm. But why can't a really nice guy be alpha male? Yeah, I, well, I, I believe they can be. 
I think yeah. I mean, I'm married to one, but uh, yeah. but I'm also an alpha female, so it's like yeah, can be uh, yeah. As you alphas, are, Dan, yeah. Two alphas. I, yeah, I didn't know that that could work. And so is Maya. Yeah. So my husband's not an alpha male. No? Okay. I mean, I, maybe in some areas, but but I don't know. How do you just, what's an alpha male? How do you, what do you, how do you define that? Uh, you know what? <laughs> do we even have time? But maybe that's a whole topic of discussion. What's an alpha, yeah, that's a good you one. know, an alpha male, a leader, somebody who you feel can take the leadership role, who can handle things, who can, you know. Uh, it reminds like me of the Rodney Dangerfield. There's like a joke that he tells that, you know, about my wife said I should uh, I should uh, be the one to, she's going to make all the small decisions and I'm going to make all the big decisions. <laughs> well, so far there haven't been any big decisions to make. <laughs> You know, like he's an alpha male, but but that, he never has. The, he, there's no there's no there's no room ever to be an alpha male because she takes up all the space. <laughs> yeah, except behind every alpha male, there's probably also sometimes the quieter alpha female who makes the decisions. Anyway, I remember, you know, my mother used to tell me he looks like like about my father who who is pr- pretty much an alpha male would say he thinks he makes all the decisions, but I, I you know I get what I want. <laughs> <laughs> they just know how to manipulate the alpha male, which I think is funny. <laughs> That's a whole other show, too. Yes. A whole other show. You know what? I can't wait to get the guys on tomorrow night, too, and, and talk about what nice guys are. And, and your husband's going to be on Dana. My husband's so a nice guy that's on tomorrow night. I'm going to yeah. see. He, we'll see yes. what he has to say about what is a, a nice guy. And uh, and an, another and an alpha male, too, Costa's going to join us. So that'll be interesting. To, yeah, an interesting dynamic to see so we'll get their perspective and of course our listeners perspective you should have cost to ask his wife in advance of getting on that whether or not she thinks that he's like quote a nice guy i imagine she would say yes but would he define himself <laughs> as a nice guy and- i'm gonna ask him i'm gonna ask well, he him he would i think he would yeah guys I mean, he ladies is a nice guy i miss you so much and uh hopefully by next month maybe the month after we'll actually be able to sit in, in studio, studio together big kisses Thank and you. hugs to you guys Thank you, thank you all for spending your time with me and my uh, gal pals here. Thanks to our technical producer, Chris Aiken. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Petito or uh, through my website, drlori.com, where you'll find the past podcasts of the show as well and all kinds of other information. Uh, Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. Tell me.